Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. All right, today on the show, we have Maureen Miles. Maureen, welcome and thanks for being on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. So I'm Maureen Miles, uh, one of the managing partners of 4MREI. We are an asset. uh, We're a private equity fund. We purchase the assets. We have a property management company that runs the assets and we have a construction company that can renovate, fix, build assets. So we're totally integrated. That's what we do. Everything. <laughs> nice. Well, let's talk about that property management company. What was the process of starting it? It was after I fired four local property management companies. Uh, just from, I was just getting frustrated. I did start a small portfolio here in Connecticut. So we ran it ourselves. I used to self-manage. So I knew enough about it, which probably put me almost at a disadvantage because I could see all the things used to drive me crazy that they would do. So I fired four and then decided to just create my own rather than I'd like to push kind of down what I wanted to do and what I wanted to see, what I need to see reports instead of kind of butting heads with them all the time. So who was that first hire to help you? Because it sounded like you've empowered someone to do it for you. I didn't empower somebody. What I did is I, by that time we had probably about 1,200 units. And so I had a good enough team that would come with me at that time. So I was able to do it because I had my key managers in place that were going to stick with me and my properties. So you have like regional managers that started doing your property management or like, tell me about the whole formation of this property management company, because that's where we really want to like delve deeper into. So yeah, basically, I mean, it depends on how big your portfolio, how widespread it is. Right now, we're basically in two main markets. So we have a regional in each market. We have a VP of operations that kind of runs the day-to-day stuff. And then every property has their own you know, staff where you're basically per 100 units, you're looking at one inside and one outside or one office, one maintenance should be your structure. Plus an EA, you should have somebody in the background that can kind of organize everything. You also need accounting help, of course. So uh, there's lots of third-party accounting companies that'll do that for you, where they'll do the accounts receivable, accounts payable for you, you know, control the Yardi platform or Resmin or whatever kind of system, operating system you want to use for your property management company. So those are all the things you kind of really need to have in line. I do want to share one thing. One of the biggest things I tell anybody that's going to use a third-party management company is make sure that you're an actual signer on your all your bank accounts. That was during one of the last one we did, the last contract that we terminated, they were trying to hold all of our rents hostage for two months. They said they wouldn't release any of our rents for us for two months, which you're talking, I think we collect in excess of about one and a half million per month across all the properties. So that would have been $3 million they would have held. But the only reason that we were able to go get that money out of the bank is because we made sure we were signers on that account. So a signer, not a user. So definitely do that. So that's my biggest piece of advice to anybody. Yeah, very important. I've heard that from a number of people. And 
they weren't as fortunate because they weren't signers. So really, really good advice. Thank you. Obviously, you know, starting your own property management company is a huge undertaking. And so you had to put together a training manual. Like, how did you put that together? Did you do that? What are the like three most critical chapters in that training manual? Yeah, I mean, the operations manual, I had a lot of experienced people. So we were able to go a little while with, you know, when you're hiring a manager, a manager is a manager, like as far as the company handbook, that does get developed and tweaked over time. I feel like we're still tweaking it now. We just went through another revision of it. It's something that's never quite right. But I mean, you could even go online and pull down basic operations for, you know, for every job role and things like that. All right. Nice. What was the most difficult thing about starting a property management company? What would be like one piece of advice you would give to someone that's just about to start one? Boy, I tell people I never woke up and said, oh, I want to start a property management company today. Like it is when you have control of it, it really puts you at an advantage with your properties. And I do it. It's not as an income stream. I do it for control. But advice I would give somebody to do it is just make sure you're ready for it. Make sure you know someone that's experienced, that you really have somebody you can trust. There's, you know, things that happen you have to deal with. There's, you know, cash management. You know, there's people stealing money. There's, it's not a matter of if, but when, just like fires, it's not a matter of if, but when, and, you know, knowing how to deal with all these things. So just make sure you have somebody experienced on your team that's really aligned with you too. There's a lot of great regionals and, you know, experienced managers out there that could run. It depends on how many properties you're taking over at once, but the, she's the number one thing. There's so many, you know, you need your accounting in place, your banking in place. You need to have a good operation system that you, you know, platform that you're good at running and just people you can trust. Make sure you have people that are really aligned with you that can help you do it because, you know, it's a whole nother company all in itself that you're not only are you doing the asset management piece of it now, but now you're dealing with the day to day. You're dealing with sick time. You're dealing with HR issues. You're dealing, you know, you need to have all those services in place before you pull the trigger. Right. What software tools are you using? I mean, we are using Yardy. It's a common platform now. We're looking to make a change from that. We actually, the call earlier was actually somebody demoing one of the services. You know, we have accounting. We keep toying with bringing in-house accounting or keeping it third party. You know, as far as tools, Asana, we keep trying to use more. That's a great tool to kind of keep everybody accountable. We're implementing an EOS traction system. I don't know if you guys know about traction and the EOS system, but we're doing that just to kind of have more accountability for the team and a bigger structure so that we can go ahead and grow again, grow another level and maybe do some third party. Right now we're only controlling our properties. The goal is to eventually do more third party management. Nice. So what would be your like unique selling proposition to other companies to use you guys as a third party property management company? Yeah, I mean, we're not there right yet. I always say we got to have all the, our holes in our own boat sealed up good before we expose anyone else to our inefficiencies. But, you know, I don't like to fail. I don't like to leave money on the table. I take things to the nth degree. I'm a little bit OCD in this department. And our properties run good, I think, because of that. But I really need a structure that I could depend on. I need, you know, takeovers that are flawless where there's nothing left like, oh, let's add that to the list so we don't forget it next time. And just daily operations that, I mean, we don't get stumped by much. I hate to even say that because every there's always new surprises in this business, right? Like the coronavirus. You know, I think just making sure that we have systems and processes that I really don't need to be involved in on the day to day. I don't get involved that much currently, but there's still things that I need to jump into. And you mentioned, you know, 
takeovers that are flawed, so you're adding things to your list. What are the three things that you've added to that list in the last three months, six months? Oh, it's just things like when you go into different areas, there's different rules. Recently, somebody forgot like the water bond. Like you have to buy a bond for the water system. I'm trying to think of the last couple things of what we've gotten tripped up on. And it's just that. It's just that we have a certain system now for bank accounts set up where there's certain bank accounts that are just automatically set up. But, you know, then we get an outlier system where we have a bridge loan. So it has a little twist on the bank account. So that kind of got messed up. So I'm like, okay, we need a different whole system for when we do bridge loan type of properties. And just kind of what else maybe tripped us up recently. I think that's about it. That's so they're very minimal things, but it's just the fact that I wouldn't want to be responsible for somebody else's property and like realize, oh, we forgot to get the water bond, like so we could put water in our name, which it, it ended up not being a big deal, but I would be embarrassed to do that for somebody else. Right. So I don't want to be put in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, why don't you take it away now? All right. So you mentioned that you're switching over from Yardy. I'm actually curious to know why maybe there's one or two things in a software management system that you pinpoint that you would like it to do that maybe Yardy doesn't. It's just the user friendliness of it. Even for myself to go in and pull report, I tell people whenever I'm in Yardy, I always feel like the, and I don't know who's old enough to remember this, but that's like the printed report should come out like with the little dots on the side of the paper. Like that's what it reminds me of like this antiquated, you don't know what I'm talking about. Do you? <laughs> I do. I, I do. You do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's the way I, I just feel like it's so old. Like there should be a green text on the screen when I'm using it. So, but these new systems with great graphs, great dashboards, really easy to track down information from tenants and, you know, with leads integrated and, you know, maybe Yardy does offer that and it's just our platform we're using doesn't. I know Yardy has a lot of things it adds, but, you know, we get hammered with the service request ticket, like our ticket center and stuff. They charge us a ton of money. There's just a many like user-friendly, more integrated systems that are more current that can integrate with some of the great new things that they have out there. You know, AI technology is coming out to help leasing and there's so many cool things that we want to take advantage of. Yeah, technology is so huge nowadays. So absolutely. All right. And the last question that we ask every guest is what is your asset management superpower? It's crazy. But I like deals that are a little dirty. Like I like the ones that are hair, they got a little hair on them because there's opportunity for there. And you know, we do the same thing every day for the most part, collect the rent, do the work orders, make sure everything's right. So when we get something with a little twist on it, I get excited because it's something we have to figure out. So I'll go into something. We just bought a property with 40 units down, but I love that kind of stuff. We get systems in place. We go, I, you know, I like to see windows on properties. I love when I buy a property with nasty old, like single pane aluminum windows, because with such little money and little time, we can just turn that place right around. and It looks amazing. So for me, that's a big one. I love the, just the underdog properties that need to be kind of lifted up. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you, Maureen, for coming on the show and adding value on the subject of property management. Today, I learned a couple of things. Make sure you're the signer on your bank accounts. That's a huge one. Hire an executive assistant in the background to manage your property management company, and then always improve your standard operating procedures, which is, it is a working document. It's just like a business plan, right? You're continuing to improve on that. So if you can tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. Sure. We're at www.4mrei.com. That's the number four and like Maureen, rei.com. All right. And to all of our listeners, thanks for listening in. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher, like, subscribe, and review so we can help grow the audience and reach more people. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, 
please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.